0: Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. I'm your host as always Sean DeVries. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now food brings people together and promotes community and at Principle of Hospitality we are here to disrupt current perceptions of what the hospitality can achieve in today's ever-evolving and challenging environment. So that's why we're so proud to partner with Chef's Hat, the largest family owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia on this season of Poe. Now in today's podcast, we talk to Gippsland Jersey, who does things differently, sourcing milk from smaller family farms with incredible dairy farmers paying a fair price for what they produce. By by large milk producers and value adding already premium Jersey local milk, they ensure a healthy wage for farmers and a clear choice for consumers, which is great news for everyone. Of recent time, the quality and service has also been noticed by some of the best hospitality venues, including Gimlet, Three Blue Ducks, and Attica. So it's an honour to talk to their co-founder and director, Sally Jones. Hey, Sally, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Sean.
0: Now we um, often are in uh, are in people's venues, so you can often hear um, the clanging of of different. Um, Uh, of different things in the background but this is on a different this is on a different level we are here in Gippsland Victoria we are here um, in Kevin's farm um, about an hour and a half away from Melbourne and and it's such a privilege to be here with one of your local farmers to talk about this amazing uh, amazing product Um, but let's talk about you know as we do on the start of the podcast um, how you actually started out how Gippsland Jersey actually started
1: um. Oh, that's a big story. How long have we got? <laughs> a long time. Okay. I'll just um need to get a box of tissues for the uh, okay. smoke that's going into <laughs> my eyes. I think it's important to set the scene for Oh, you.
0: we've got a bonfire. We've got kids. We've got dogs. We've got Kev. I mean, this is fantastic. All Thermos around. of coffee. Thermos of coffee, scones. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I grew up on a dairy farm. In Lakes Entrance, right. in a setting that's probably, you know, a house and a, and a front yard that looks very familiar. Yes. As to what we're sitting here now. Yes. And um, my dad was a second generation mm-hmm. dairy farmer and he got fed up with being told what he was going to get paid for his milk. Yeah, right. And he was working off farm to supplement the, the farm's income.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when... Uh, He got injured and had to. was forced into bed for three months. He was reading the Weekly Times and saw an advert for an ice cream churn. Right. And he thought, you know what, I'm going to buy that (laughs) as a dairy farmer. Mm -hmm. And um, he did. And he leased a shop in Lakes Entrance opposite the Footbridge. Mm -hmm. This is in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And they opened an ice cream shop. Right. So using all of our milk and cream and just churned it into... Into ice cream. Wow. So that's, I guess, my upbringing. I was mm-hmm. milking cows or making ice cream mm-hmm. or serving it. Yes. <laughs> so it's been the full loop. And um, uh, fast forward, and, and obviously life takes us down different journeys. And mm. I, um, uh, my dad tragically died by taking his own life because of really, you know, bad mental health. Wow. Sorry. Five years ago. And, um, a few weeks after that, the dairy crisis happened. Right, and I co-founded the Warrigal Farmers Market, right. and people were inundating our social media page asking, "What milk should we buy? Yeah. We want to support local. We yeah. want to make sure that the farmers are being looked after." Mm. And Australia really woke up. Yep. In that time. Yeah. Yep. And I had conversations with my friend Steve Reynolds, who was a dairy farmer in Jindavik, mm-hmm. who, who he was on his own journey and yes. he was wanting to value add to his milk. Yep. And um, he we sort of t- had this conversation and it was, um, yeah, in June 2016 at the farmer's market that mm. we made the decision and I still remember that time when I went, yes, we're going to do this. Yeah. And it was like stepping off the cliff because... Once you've you've decided to bungee jump, there's no stopping. No, just keep going. So that was a really um, intense time because obviously I was very fueled with grief and wanting to channel that into something positive in, you know, I guess um, creating a legacy for my dad because he was such a pioneer in that space and, you know, really stood up for what was right. And I know that if he was alive – And in a great frame of mind, he would have absolutely been riled um, to know what had happened in the dairy industry in 2016 Mm. with basically the rug being pulled out from underneath farmers. Yes. So he um, hated injustice. And I guess that probably is within my DNA as well. Yeah, of course. So um, it's been such a journey and um, that resulted us in creating a brand – called Gippsland Jersey which has three pillars one that farmers must be paid a fair price the second one is a commitment to creating social change in mental health especially in men in rural areas interesting and the third one is kindness
0: <laughs> what what was the reason for the third one like I can understand the two the two first ones like and, and gratitude to for those for those but like what mm. what made you think kindness rather than anything else
1: kindness because i just come through a stage where it was a really tough time from our family. Like we journeyed for three intense years with my dad battling with mental health and whenever someone showed kindness, it stood out and made you feel like you were seen, you were heard and I know how much, you know, just the smallest act of kindness can change anyone's day and I think that is something that we should all live by, you know, within business, we can choose how we respond, Mm. you know, if – we just, you know, I guess we just have to be mindful of um, of checking ourselves because you don't know where someone's at in yeah.
2: life.
0: Yeah. 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 Especially when you're dealing with so many people who are farmers and, and as I said to Kev and we'll get him on the podcast shortly, like when... Um, when I was growing up in, in in a, in a fruit orchard with my family and stuff like that and, and going there, you know, so many times in every school holidays and every, every Easter holidays and that kind of stuff. Like I know what kind of people, especially male farmers are, like they keep things very close to them. Like how, how have you been able to sort of open up that conversation around mental health and around especially men looking after themselves in this, in this industry?
1: Well, I speak from a lived experience Mm. with journeying my dad and, Mm. um, I have, I guess, some credibility from riding on the back of his coattails. Yes. Um, and, um, sorry, I am crying, but I'm not sure <laughs> if it's the smoke or the or the emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember when I first spoke out about it and it, – because suicide, to speak the word suicide, is very confronting. Yes. And – In the few days after he died, I remember going to see um, the pastor of a church and Mm. he said to me, Sally, there is no shame in your dad's death. And those words seriously just like freed me to speak about it. And I thought, and knowing what had happened in the dairy crisis, like it triggered me because there was other farmers taking their own lives. Yes. And it's like we have a pandemic within – Men in rural areas taking their lives. And I have a lived experience and some understanding. Maybe I can create some change with Mm -hmm. that. And I have a brand that can leverage it. So within our brand, we um, have created a calendar. It's very industry-specific, region-specific. And it shares 12 dairy farmers' stories every year of of their story. Mm -hmm. And for, for men especially, putting themselves out there. It's an absolute honour that they trust me enough yeah. to share that. And um, by them sharing their stories, it's created a ripple effect. And at um, one farmer in particular, Joe Magetto, he says that because of the platform of the calendar and him being encouraged to share his story, he's saved five lives. Wow. So you can never – I don't know, you know, there's a lot of mental health services out mm. there doing – some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a qualified person. I'm just somebody that has have you know has gone through this stage, understanding, I guess, the farmer mentality, and to go maybe, you know, we can we can create change, and, and no lives should be lost. You know, yep. I believe that. Um, obviously, finance stuff um, can trigger a lot of mental health and sure. pressure. Mm. For men, it's a it's a pride thing. It's an ego thing. Yep. Um, so how about as a milk company, we just pay farmers a little bit more mm-hmm. so that they're financially okay, yes, you know that might actually just <laughs> alleviate some of that mental health. I don't know,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense mm. in in the first couple of years of operation like was it was it hard to sort of break out from what is a you know a a really tight market in regards to the milk industry, especially like, was it hard to break through and get people to try the product and get farmers on board in order to supply to you? Or did you find it easy because you had those three pillars um, in order for what you were actually standing for?
1: On the first day that we launched, we didn't have a f- necessarily a solid business plan or mm. strategy, mm-hmm. but all we knew is that in order for, um, for us to process, which we had externally uh, done at that stage. Mm. We had to send 5,000 litres off.
2: Right, right.
1: We didn't necessarily have a market to place that 5,000 litres. Right. We had a few beautiful, you know, local IGAs that said, you know what, yeah, we'll take a couple of boxes. Yeah. A couple of boxes is like, you
3: know, <laughs> 20 or 30 litres. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: yes. So we rolled into the Warrigal farmers market and that's mm-hmm. why farmers markets are amazing to mm. test concepts. Interesting. You know, they're, they're low they're low cost. It doesn't cost you know anything to be there. Yep. And you, if it's gonna work, we that's great. But if you're gonna fail, you fail fast. Right. Because so, getting real time feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we um launched and we obviously used social media. We didn't have any money. Yeah. So we just used leverage social media, and. We sold two thousand liters of milk on that day at the market. Wow! And people showed up and queued, and it was like, oh, I think, I think people <laughs> might support this. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, great. And then that just gave a little bit of confidence every week. And then, you know, it just has evolved from mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. in September. It was three months in. We we created a brand in three months. Boom, wow! We're in the bottle. Yeah. Um. And then look, it's been a crazy journey. Um. The processor that we we're using, um. Gave us four weeks notice and said you're out of here. Why is that? Um, uh, he got brought out by a big oh, okay, by a big company yep. and money talks, and so you know you're just a little
2: yep. player out mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. But
1: we thought, oh, that's okay, cool. Well, not it wasn't okay. We yeah, dying. But we thought, all right, we'll be able to uh, quickly find someone to do this for us. But mm-hmm. no. It wasn't. Mm. So we spent a couple of weeks just on the phone with a big piece of butcher's paper going through all of our options and one by one crossing them off. The very last option on that butcher's paper was Lakes Entrance in the factory that my dad had built in the (gasps) 80s. And it's four hours from Melbourne, four hours east of Melbourne. It's in the middle of nowhere. So I remember being in this place and I said to Steve, well – Lake's entrance is the only option we have. Right. And um, he's like looking at me going, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I always wanted to live by the sea. (laughs) Um, And we crowd, we had to crowdfund. We had no money. We had no um, credit rating at the bank. So we raised $110,000 by Mm. people pre-purchasing bottles of milk.
0: Mm. It was crazy. Wow. Pre-purchasing bottles of milk. They backed us. Wow. That's incredible.
1: People backed us. Yes. And it is the most incredibly humbling thing that has ever happened to me in my life and i think steve would probably say the same thing yeah. that people believed in us you know some some put 10 bucks in some put a thousand bucks in you know like it's just we wouldn't have been able to do, do the factory without it so then yeah. um, steve did he packed up his family he moved to lakes entrance it was very lonely we, it was a dilapidated sort of factory there was horses kind of living in there at the state at that stage and um once again the generosity and kindness of people um you know just showed up people just showed up at certain times that oh I can do this or I can do that and oh gosh it's just yeah it gives me goosebumps to remind me of how this started and for me it was the full circle of me coming home and honoring the work that my dad and and my pop had done my pop had cleared the land so um yeah and it's rebirthed our farm and our, you know, our family and has, 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 um, just given it new energy in Mm -hmm. a space that was quite sad. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Kind of almost come full circle in a way. It's like, yeah, it was definitely meant to be, right?
1: Yeah. So we're back and, um, we're now processing, we have full control of the, of the, um, of the system. So, um, it's, it's wonderful and we have amazing farmers supplying us and we want to We have this desire to want to grow our brand and sell as much milk as we can so that Mm. we can bring on more farmers, that they can be paid a fair price, that their farms can be sustainable into the future and that their kids and their kids might continue farming and doing what they love. Yeah. Um, Because in Australia and and in Gippsland specifically, dairy farming is, uh, farming, milk dairy is worth $3 $3 billion to our local economy out wow. of a $7 billion food and fibre sector.
2: God, so it's nearly half.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: But we don't really put much emphasis on it. No. In Gippsland, there is no value-adding, you know, much. Yep. Yep. We're the only white milk processors and we're only, you know, a pimple on the bum <laughs> compared yeah. to what milk is consumed within Australia. Yes. Um, so we see lots of opportunity. Um, we are very, you know, I guess excited to see where this might hap- might take us. You know, our little factory in Lakes entrance, we estimate that we'll probably outgrow that space mm. at some stage. So mm-hmm. we're sort of going through all those growing pains right now to say yep. what does that look like and how do we plan for the future?
0: Yeah. Can I ask, uh, when uh, we'll get Kevin on in a minute, but like uh, I was talking with him about why Jersey cows, right? Like yeah. why, why did you decide on Jersey cows for for the milk rather than any other cow?
1: For me, it yeah. stems back because my dad always said that he won all the awards for his ice cream because of the Jersey cream and the milk. Right. He said, you know, it's the best. Mm-hmm. You can't get better. You can't get better dairy than, than Jersey. It's high fat, high protein, tastes delicious. Mm. The milk's full. Yes. You know, it's creamy. Yep. Um, and just performs beautifully. So I guess I grew up in that. And it. I wasn't like, oh, it has to be Jersey, but Steve's a Jersey farmer. His family right. and... You know his his um fourth generation mm-hmm. Jersey farmers mm-hmm. and um yeah they're beautiful cows have got you know long eyelashes and big brown <laughs> eyes who doesn't love them?
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, I did like when I was around here this morning, like just looking at cows, I was just like, wow, they're really they're really kind of angelic in a way. Yeah. I know that's probably a city boy saying something stupid to a country person, but like like it's um it's quite interesting. Um, mm. Kev, do you mind if I bring you in, if that's okay? Um. So Kev, we're obviously here at your beautiful farm. Um, why did you start? How? What was your journey like? Why did you start
3: farming for? For me, my grandparents did it, right? Um, for for many, many many years. Yep. Um, I went away from it, and then. I've come back to it. Okay. Um,
0: How long did you go away for?
3: I would have had probably four years off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Went went and did a turf apprenticeship.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay.
3: And then got sick of the normal hour jobs.
0: Right. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, fair Um, enough. You had a calling to be up at five o'clock every day.
3: Yeah. In a week on of way. Yeah, Yeah. right. And just... Yeah, got back into Milton cows and yeah, just fell in love with it again. So yeah,
0: right, okay. Yeah. So how long how long's has that been since you've been back? Uh,
3: Fourteen years now.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. And what's that journey been like as a as a you know as a milk producer and and obviously this association now with Gibson Jersey like it's been pretty recent off here, but like what's it been like? <laughs>
3: um, look, it's it's. Had big ups and downs. Okay. Um, you know, start off with a traineeship and mm. did all did all day yards working for other farms and yes. other people and yes, learn a lot of different ways and seen a lot of different places and and now on the wash family farm which mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we can continue on. Yep. Yep. For another long time. Yeah, of course. Um. Yeah, look, it's, it, it has its pros and cons. Yep. Um, you know, yep. It, it's seven days a week. Mm. Um, Hard to get a break. Yeah, we we, we don't employ anyone. It's yep. just me, the wife. Yes. Three kids. Yep. And then her grandparents. Yep. We're in their late 80s. Yep. And we look after them as well. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is, it's full on. Mm. Um, but it's a lifestyle, like. I'm home at eleven o'clock during the day. I'm home at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. I do to school. I can do the school run every day. Yeah. Um, the kids come up to the dairy. Yeah. The kids feed the calves. You know, <laughs> so they're, they're the big, the big pros of it. Which yeah, you know, we probably take for granted. But yeah, 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 it is good.
0: What do you What do you now enjoy about this relationship with you know with Sally and and with Gippsland Jersey? Like, what do you get out of it that maybe might have been a challenge of you know the last, the last little bit of your career.
3: The small local company. Yep. Um, everything's local. Right now, we see our milk on the shelf. Yes. We we, we never used to. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's a pretty proud thing. Yeah. To yeah. know that you know. The the kids' parents at the local primary school they're buying our bottles of milk now. Yes. Because like, they know where we're supplying the the local company, yeah, yeah, and a company that I guess puts a lot back into the community and, and helps,
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
3: You know, it's yeah, it, it's it's a proud thing, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: So it's yeah, that sort of it's amazing.
0: Did you think? Obviously, that's I feel like that was a real need for the community as well for someone like you know for Gippsland Jersey and Sally uh, Sally to do. The kind of initiatives that you know she's talking about, mental health and and those kind of important important things. Like, did you see that as a need yourself from a day to day basis? Oh, people uh, you talk to and stuff.
3: Look, definitely. You know, like mm. we we went through that through that dairy crisis with the with the clawback and, and 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 all that stuff with who we were supplying at the time. Yes. And you know there was. There's been a lot of times that I've sat down at a table with the wife and I've just said, no, nah, look, this is it. We're pulling the pin. I can't do it anymore. I've had enough.
0: So what's made you keep going? The kids. Interesting. And you got beautiful kids. I've met them all today. Like, is do you want to – Are you, you know when you said you, you love them feeding the calves and that kind of stuff? Is that, is that because you want them, you think they're getting something from that that they wouldn't if you weren't doing this?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. There's, there's stuff they pick up with what we do. It's, they wouldn't get anywhere else. Yeah. like they understand as, you know, as, as bad as it is, they understand life and death, man. Like, they've yeah. Seen, they've seen sick calves. They've seen us. Sure. They've seen the bad side yep. of it all and they understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they've they've seen us struggle at home. Yeah, but they then, they know then, what challenges, right? Yeah, mm. but then you know, they get the good side. School holidays, they're in a tractor with me. Yes, yeah, you know, they're bailing <laughs> soil, they're mowing grass. Yeah, yeah, they're milking cows. They're, yeah. You
0: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, I can they, see it in your son. Yeah. Like it was it was amazing when your son was around before and you know only been here an hour or so. And just the way he would look at he looked at me and smiled. Yeah. You know, to a stranger. Like you wouldn't like it's, it was so honest and nice. Like you've just got such an honest and nice place.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is it's it really is amazing. Yeah. yeah. What do you Very fortunate.
0: What do you what do you wish that consumers realized about the milk industry for you know probably a large majority of you know milk that is sold in Australia against Something like Gippsland, Jersey. Like, it, I imagine it must be just a really big challenge, um, to really be profitable in a in the in the milk industry these days.
3: Yeah. Look, I. Yeah, there was there was a thing oh, a few decades decades ago now where the the mindset I think was get big or get out. Yeah. Um. You know really big farms you need mm. to be a big farm to make things work and and I think the little family farm for for that to be profitable now I think you've gotta you've gotta be a lot more on the ball interesting um that i look I could be wrong, mm. but I think costs are going up so much, yeah yeah. Um, you know, we still do things in comparison to a big bloke, the same. Yep. Yep. We still farm the same amount of cows per hectare mm-hmm. as, as as the big bloke does. Yeah, sure. Um, but in return, our our p- profit is probably a lot smaller because we're a smaller farm. Right.
0: Okay. So. I see. You haven't got the economies of scale that a big yeah, supply would. Yeah.
3: yeah, okay. You know, we still pay the same price for tractors. <laughs> great points. And, and, and feed and all that kind uh, of stuff. And feed, except yeah. yeah, yeah, we don't have the cow numbers, mm. which well, that could be our choice to farm where we are. But you know, I like it in this spot where we're really landlocked. Yep, we can't grow anymore. Right. Okay. That's it. But yep. we we choose to make this work.
0: Yeah. Would you want to grow more? No, no way. Because then it'd be more people look, and potentially more stress and yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, I've, yeah.
3: I've milked six six hundred cows before. Wow! I'd, look, that's a lot of cows. To be honest, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do it again. I'd like, I like our little farm. Yeah, I've got no employees to worry about. Yep. Um, you are growing
0: your own employees. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, down the track, if you know, if we can buy this family farm, mm. then we can leave it to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. Understand that, that is where we the ultimate thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: What What are you excited about? You know, obviously, starting starting the process with. Being a supplier to Gippsland, Jersey, what are you excited about with regards with the future and, and working with someone like Sally?
3: Just, mm, obviously they they pay a a really fair price. They yep. look after the farmers, yes, um, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, I, I can't put words to that. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, I think that there is so much more behind just that fair price that they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, that, to me, means so much more. Yeah. 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 That, I, I don't know how you put it in words, I really don't, but, well, if everything is, is local, you know, all our work, we support, it helps us support, like we support, all the other local yep. parts that are involved in it. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, from the cardboard boxes and that's <laughs> you a, know that's the, the simple true. little things. Like yeah,
0: it just goes down the line, right?
3: Yeah. You, I, I don't know if many people think about that sort of stuff, but mm. you know, in return, lot like we're helping out those those people and yep, and the next people down the line and yep. all the workers at Lake's entrance and yeah, you yep. know that, that flow on effect of keeping everything rural and local is Yeah, that's that is the Important. big driver behind it yeah yeah yeah
0: i imagine i hope it allows you to sleep a bit better at night as well oh, no knowing you're dealing with someone who's so good like this
3: oh definitely yeah, yeah. Like they are... yeah and and they're amazing people yeah 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 it's really oh, obvious oh. <laughs> 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 it's it, it really is like this is an opportunity that we we never thought would happen, yeah it was it yep. was the last thing on our mind, yeah, when we started milk milking these jersey cows was that we would supply, yeah, such an amazing company
2: yeah right how did
3: they how did
0: it come about did they contact you or did yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right,
3: yeah, yeah,' okay. Steve <laughs> Steve called in back in back in March, I got a message off him, right, and it's all just gone from there, right. It's oh, that's pretty quick as a like, relationship, right?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, from March to now, we're recording in July. Yep. I mean, you know, it's, that's a short time to start a deal.
3: Oh, look, it's it's mm. it's happened so so quick. Yes. Uh, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah. At how quick this has all changed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Is there anything you would want finally I'll ask you, Kev like, is there anything else you'd want, you know, city folk to know about supply chain and, and what, you know, families like you go through in order to bring amazing quality produce on people's on people's plates every day?
3: What? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even know <laughs> this sort of stuff. <laughs> um, I guess like the hard work and the passion we put into to what goes on, and
2: yeah,
3: you know, I it's 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 a proud thing to to send what I what we try to do is send the best quality product <laughs> out out to people to yeah you know so people can enjoy it
2: yeah yeah
3: and. You uh, know, for us there's nothing better than, you know, someone's coming up and saying, oh, geez, we, we bought your milk and it's amazing.
2: Yeah. Must make That's, you feel really proud.
3: Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, it really is because it's like, yeah. Because what you do. It's what we do. So it, it's are. what we live for. Yeah. Like just to, Yeah. Just to help feed yep. everybody, really. It's what we do.
0: Thank you, Kev. I appreciate it. Sorry. Sally, do you want to come back if that's okay? Thank you, Kevin. Mm. Um, I suppose to sort of round out, I want to I want to talk about, you know, what the challenges were from from last year from your standpoint, being a supplier during, you know, during an epidemic. And then I'd love to have talk about, you know, obviously we heard from one of, you know, the most impassionate dairy farmers I've met for quite a long time. Um and and but gr- largely your team like how you're building your team moving forward but like in regards to in regards to the challenges of the last year like what what were they from a from a supply standpoint
1: when i guess the um we're not adver- we're you know we're not um i guess new to adversity we've yes. we've done a few adversities in our lives and mm. especially just we now you know little brand that's only been around a short time mm-hmm. So we always see adversity as opportunity. Mm. And, you know, we never threw, you know, thought, oh, geez, you know, we've lost all our cafes because I've shut and we've, yeah. you know, we've lost this opportunity and that's on hold and all that kind of stuff. Like, so I guess what we did go is, right, um, how are we going to, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to deal with this? and And it's mindset, right? We always get to choose how we respond to situations. Yes. And um, we thought, well, we were just about to launch our butter, actually. Right. Well, so we, we had the bushfires. And we are about to open up oh, the factory yeah, in Lakes Entrance. <laughs> and yes. the bushfires were on our back door. Mm. And um, we'd employed a factory, you know, manager and production manager. So, he was on the books. We'd put um, bank loans on stainless steel. And so, everything's sitting there waiting. And we'd sort of budgeted for this start date on the 3rd of January and the bushfires came through, but, um, yeah, they wouldn't send the auditor down to sign us off because mm-hmm. of what was happening <laughs> with that crisis. Far out. So, so we were, um, we were all, you know, delayed. Anyway, by the time we got the factory, home and, um, we're like, right, we need to value add because there's not a lot of margin in white milk. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we wholesale out for three ninety nine for two liters of milk. So everyone gets everyone the same eat, price. everyone's everyone's yep. on the same price so awesome. if you're a cafe you're a supermarket a yeah, right. car, whatever it's just a fair price right yep yep um very transparent with all of that mm-hmm. and then um yeah we're gonna launch the butter because you know it's a good value add with the. Cr- the there's a lot of cream in jersey so yes. we um and then the pandemic hit and so sort of put the halt on the launches because we we're going to go into store and sample mm-hmm. and gee everyone up and <laughs> got to taste it. Yes. But we couldn't. And then um, an opportunity came through through Visit Victoria mm-hmm. with their Click for Vic campaign. Yep. So we went pretty hard on that and yeah. we were featured with that. So, awesome. Um, it was amazing because, you know, have it, we didn't know, but yeah, having an online platform now, we have to, you know, the whole trend word pivot your business. Yes. Yep. Like how you ever – you know, sell dairy on a website, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it worked worked Mm. and it sort of got us through and we got on the back of home delivery and it was at the end of the day, I think what helps anyone survive is your network. Mm. And the fact that, you know, yes, we're rural. Um, yes, we probably don't know a lot of people, but when we do go out and about, we love to connect with people and, uh, and I guess, um, have really meaningful relationships. So it, You know, and then just one door opens another door and and people, like so many good people in our camp. Yes. And just opportunity. So then um, we used social media in that time Mm because you can't go out visiting and to say to these chefs, oh, please sample. But we were on Instagram and we, um, yeah, were able to be connected, I guess, like a LinkedIn Mm -hmm. version of, and all these chefs were sitting at home and so we we were able to chat to them and just send Mm. them boxes of, produce to try in their leisure in their kitchen at home which they probably wouldn't have had so it's blessing in disguise True, very true and in that time we spoke to um connected with martin bren Mm. who's a chef um at the new restaurant called society Society. yep Mm -hmm. and he just said wow your timing couldn't have been more perfect (laughs) i'm looking for a dairy supplier wow
2: there you go
1: and um and that's been great you know i was a little bit bald like Bowled over when I went to that restaurant. It is so luxe and amazing. Um, pretty it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so we're feeling very privileged, privileged to be a supplier, mm. and um, you know that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, it's um we just see it as an opportunity. Mm.
0: Yeah. Because when I spoke to you the other week on the phone, like um I think you were telling me a story about um, meeting Andrew McConnell maybe in Gimlet's? Oh,
1: yeah yeah.
0: yeah, and just trying some butter, right? When he, when he was there in person. Yes. Yeah.
1: So um, you know, as I said to you, I don't get out and about mm. that much, and I don't know who everyone is in the zoo yes. when it comes to famous <laughs> chefs. Yes. And um, I was out with Simon Friend, who mm-hmm. is Simon uh, friend and Burrell, and they sell mm-hmm. um truffles and vanilla beans and and saffron. Mm. And um, anyway, he said to me, come and spend a day with me. We'll backdoor it into all of these top restaurants because he's built his network over 20 years, you know, selling truffles. Mm. So Simon's from Lakes Entrance and sort of had this relationship, unbeknownst to me, but grew up on my family farm. Mm. And I'm so grateful to Simon because he did. He took me under the wing and we were going into Guy Grossi's restaurant and, you know, not through the front door, but through the back door, up yes. the side, up the back stairs, into the kitchen, straight to Guy, bang out the slab. Guy, you got to try this butter, this girl, blah, blah, blah. Like straight to the sauce. Like wow. If you try and get an interview with, you know, you know yeah. a, a meeting time or something with these Super chefs, hard. you can't do it. <laughs> no, no. So once again, went into this place called Gimlet and I'm like, what is Gimlet? <laughs> and <laughs> walk in the front door and, and Simon said, so you've got that you've got a, you've got got some butter on you? And I sort of dug into the bottom of my handbag and had this sort of... <laughs> bottom of your handbag. A <laughs> few hour old butter sitting <laughs> in my bottom of my uh, handbag. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, pulled it out. Simon And um, Andrew McConnell comes out and just grabs a teaspoon off the coffee machine, rips the top off the butter and scoops it straight into his mouth and just looks at me and goes, this is the best butter. Sign me up. I'm like, Simon wow. goes... You've you've just been critiqued, and I said, "What? Who is he? Who is he?" <laughs> um, and you know, same with Voudemont. straight yeah. up the lift, straight yeah. up the back door. Yeah. Um, and um, Hugh Allen has been great, mm-hmm. and it's only through connections. So it's, you know, just once again, just feeling very privileged.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you do you kind of feel the same? I kind of uh, when we're talking to Kevin and him talking, being proud about seeing is milk on shelves and stuff like that. Do you sort of do you, is it the same sort of feeling when you'll go into these you know to these restaurants for the first time and know them or not the same you get the same feedback, right? This is incredible. I've got to have it. There's no talk about price. It's just it's just talk about quality because these people are about quality. Does that sort of does that sort of make you feel obviously proud, but does it make you know you're going down the
1: right path? It certainly does. And yeah. then, you know, giving that feedback you know, to our factory staff that are on the floor every day mm. um, doing what they do and then coming back to the farm and saying, you know what, guys, your your product is being having accolades from top chefs in Melbourne. Yes. Like yeah. it's It's just qualifying mm. what, what we're doing, doing mm-hmm. and um, it comes back to raw ingredient because we really don't add much to it, you know. Mm. We add, add some Mount Zero salt and, and some culture and we churn it and – It's the yellow, it's the yellow, amazing creaminess and richness um, that other companies can't have because we are fully 100% Jersey herds. Mm. There's only 14% Jersey herds in Australia. Wow. So it's pretty, that's sort of like a rare thing. Yes. But yes, going back to your question, Sean, seeing Gippsland Jersey butter on the menu. Yes. Gives me a little bit of a heart palpitation. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> We've made it. You know, like, it's good because we're so new on the scene, you sure. know. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very validating mm. and respectful of of those companies. So, yes. Because um, it goes back to farmers. You know, we just happen to be this conduit in between that's sort of making it happen. But I think, you know, lots of farmers would love to value add to what they're doing because – you know, they have all the power. You know, yeah. and that's what happened when we saw the dairy crisis. It's like, from an eagle looking down, it's like, oh, all you dairy farmers, get together, <laughs> collaborate. Yeah. You know, ban up, speak out. But the, the problem is, so many farmers are just so just time poor. They are. There is they, they have to do all the work themselves. That there's yeah. no time to get out and talk to your neighbours and 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 go to rallies and beat on politicians doors yeah. you know and that's be on the a reality podcast, unless
0: we turn up in your house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and and it's and it's just i think um you know we go back to the days of bill pile he's he's um um a real legend mm. and had the phone line to the politi- to the prime minister to mm. make changes and to have the voice of the farm so i don't know if we've lost touch but you know it's so disrespectful that the price of milk hasn't gone up in all of these years where we're still paying such a low price but yet you'll still go and fill up your car at the petrol station and happy to pay however many cent dollars it is for to fill up your car yeah um milk it's a staple we all need to drink milk and when we did meet with woolies because we are in two major supermarkets yes yeah and being green and not you know i guess being unschooled in this stage like Mm. it's we just say things we think, right? We're not yes. a little bit uncensored. And when we met with Woolies a couple of years ago and we said, well, well this is the price. And like, okay, yeah, okay. They didn't. And to their credit, they just went, yes, they didn't. Wow. They did not question it. They said, because of the values, right? Yeah. We are staying firm. And Steve and I both said, if they're not, if they're not going to come to the party, then we're not going there. Yes. Like, we have to have some self-respect, of not course. just for ourselves and our brand, but for the farmers. Mm-hmm. You now we're flying the flag for you. Yeah. And, um, and um in that meeting i we said to the guy the local sourcing manager said oh and, you know thank you for the opportunity and and and, and can we just say i said can i just say that i think that 1 dollar milk is totally disrespectful to the dairy to the dairy farmers and we would encourage you to pull that off your shelf and steve was <laughs> kicking me under the table going like, do you want the freaking deal or not you know like you know just just ugh anyway we've we've got there and we are so grateful and I think that is has what um has enabled us to stand um firm in in the pan you know during this hard time as well the the fact that we do have supermarket facings yes um and that we can still keep you know these farmers on board because mm, um mm. yeah you can't turn a cow off
0: it's <laughs> very true needs to be milked it needs needs to be milked that's right <laughs>
1: And that's, that is the hard thing. You know, dairy yeah. is very hard. You got 14, you know, you've got a limited shelf space, shelf life on of, of milk. Yep. Um, it doesn't hold. You can't shelve it. So mm. it's, it's pretty intense kind of industry to be in.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've noticed um, since I knew we were going to do the podcast and but following you guys before that as well, like... Your people with inside, you know, the factory and that kind of stuff as you're processing the milk are a large part of what you guys talk about. And I think, you know, that point of difference as well. Like, why did you decide to focus on that? Especially because it is usually really, really funny. Um, like, um, I saw some people dancing in the factory the other week. Um, like, why Why has that been important to um, talk about?
1: It comes down to both Steve and I share the same values and and, mm. and we value people. Yes, and without, we just know, without people, we can't do anything. So um, it's just natural. like It's not intentional, really. If we just, I guess if I'm walking around the factory and I'm like, oh, there's Pam. You know, she loves music. She loves <laughs> pumping the music and singing really loudly. And it sounds like a nightclub most days <laughs> in there. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to share this with on our little platform yeah. to the people that follow us yeah. to give them an insight into... What they do and yeah. to value those people. And I think everyone wants to be seen, everyone mm-hmm. wants to be heard. And mm-hmm. you know, a, a twenty second clip on, on Instagram. I don't know. It just one, it might entertain someone, two, it uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Kevin's just I've just Instagram storied you guys here on the farm. <laughs> what is it? How does it make you feel, Kev? Like just seeing yourself on, on the gram. He loves oh, it. I never thought I'd be on there. He's you on the gram. It. He, loves, he it. loves the gram. But, you know, that's how we communicate these days and we go mm. behind the farm gate because so many people do not get into a factory or get onto a yeah. farm. So 100%. Um, you know, one of my little, I guess, in, intentions is to educate people and to say, Well, this is this is where your money's going. These yes. are the people you're supporting. This is this is putting putting bed bread and butter on their table.
2: Literally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I suppose my last question to you is like, what are you planning for the future? I mean, I mean, we're talking about a brand that's growing and 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 you've been around for five years now. You're like you're obviously doing really well. Um, you're in, you're not compromising on price to make sure you're looking after your supply chain. You're you're in great quality restaurants. You're in great quality, you know, supermarkets and other suppliers and cafes and that kind of stuff. Like, what do you want to do next? Do you want to grow the brand? Do you, you know, you're pretty com- pretty happy with how things are right now.
1: Um. I've got my dad's ice cream recipe. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so definitely more products. Okay. More value-added products. We'd okay. love to um, extend what we're doing with that. Okay. And you know, I maybe dabble in some export stuff. Wow. We have um, some interest with you know people saying, oh, we'd love to get, we'd love to get um, a brand with provenance right. and quality, obviously. Yeah. So we are going through that stage of getting export accredited.
0: Wow. Because I imagine Southeast Asia would be a big, big market for your product, right? Yeah, we'll hit yeah. Singapore probably yeah. first. I yep. think yep. you know, look, it's scary. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
1: um, and we're green, so we've got no idea what we're doing. But mm. um, we'll we'll just you know open one little door mm-hmm. to the next, and mm-hmm. hopefully that it'll work out. Um, yeah, and and I guess it's just we we can dominate more in fresh milk. You know, why should there be fridges of you know, interstate milk and, mm. and foreign-owned milk on the milk shelves when we've got it in our backyards. Yeah. You know, Melbourne has how many millions of people? It's like, okay, guys, we just want to inspire and encourage people to pay those few cents extra. Yeah. That keeps our money in our own backyard. Yes. And that's what we've seen in this pandemic. It's let's look after our own people because all of the milk on those milk shelves, folk, is foreign-owned. Yeah. Yeah those profits aren't staying in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So read your labels of origin mm. and do your research mm. and support local.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%, especially coming out of the challenges of last year, I think. Obviously, the appetite is to support local when we can, so I hope that continues on. Um, I'm sure it is with brands like yourself because it's so obvious how it changes things. Sally, what's the best way that people can find out about Gippsland Jersey?
1: On the gram. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, look, feel free if you've got any questions, you can um, you can find my phone number on the website. Yep. Gippslandjersey.com.au. Cool. Instagram, Facebook, and um, Twitter.
0: Cool. As always, linked up in the show notes of this podcast, Sally Jones, Kevin, thanks for hosting us. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today, guys.
1: Our absolute privilege. Thank you. Sweet. <laughs>
0: Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality, the podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please comment, like and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're making this content with the industry in mind, so we'd really appreciate you sharing along with those that you care about in the industry. Thanks as well to our sponsor Chef's Hat, the largest family owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. We're so proud to partner with them. That's where the industry shops. And if you don't know us at Poe, Sash, my co-founder from Principal Design, has one of the best design agencies in Australia. So if you're looking for anything around strategy, branding, digital design, and graphic design, then you can find them at principaldesign.com.au, and myself at Open Petrie Consulting for anything to do with hospitality operations, strategy, and recruitment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Chef's Hat for supporting us. And until next time, stay safe. Cheers. Thank you.